Hi, I'm Bryce. And I'm Jimmy. We are telecom and creative professionals. We're also fans of podcasting as our respective careers give us an abundance of windshield time. While there is a podcast for just about any obscure topic you can think of, there was no regular podcast pertaining to Montana politics. That is why with our combined powers, we are Montana Voices Podcast. We strive to be an independent voice for all issues pertaining to Montanans and Montana politics. We also strive to be very forthcoming with our personal biases as we attempt to see beyond them. Montana Voices Podcast does not operate in a vacuum. We need your support. Whether that be listening to our cast, providing us feedback, sending us conversation topics, sharing our content, or providing financial support. We look forward to a long career in podcasting with your added assistance. Welcome to Montana Voices Podcast. We are in a new season. It's a new year, new season for us. It's uh, great to be here. On the podcast for Montana Voices. Voices, plural. Um, there's, uh, you don't even want to cast them any shade or Montana Voice there's Podcast. Two it's, of us. We recognize no other podcasts within the state. And I've listened to other podcasts and the other ones that are trying to ride our coattails to the top, I assure you we have better, much better audio quality. No expense was spared here. Pretty certain we have a better uptime too, overall. Yeah, we, uh. We were honest about our deployment date of, was it 27? Has it been th- four years, five years? When did we start doing 2017 or 2018? It's been a bit. We'll have to go back and look at the timestamp on episode one. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we can flex at a later time. Let's get back into business here. Yeah, business, absolutely. business. Yes, business. Our website, MontanaVoicesPodcast.com. Check it out. Uh, you can see all of our episodes on there you're probably there right now listening to this if you want to hit us up with any questions concerns if you'd like to be on the cast as a guest uh give us an email our email address is going to be montana voices at gmail.com hit us up at twitter at montana underscore voices facebook account is at montana voices podcast uh, you can find all of our episodes on youtube just by searching for montana voices podcast Excellent. Well, new year, new legislature, new season, and our Republican-dominated legislature has been busy at work this season so far. The uh, the trans bills, those didn't go anywhere. Voted down the other day. It's on the list later. We'll get to that. But uh, let's get to our old news first. Uh, we talked about uh, partisan news hacks like the Montana Post, and I think there was a right-leaning one that we looked at that was terrible as well. The uh, We were protecting timberlands. We were talking about aquatics in Great Falls. Dane's being very concerned about Georgia, but has backed off on that because he doesn't have a spine. The uh, We're keeping masks in Missoula and some other places, uh, police being inefficient, food trucks, um, something about the school district, and guns. Past the house. And there's a metal drummer senator now, I guess. We already talked about the metal drummer, I thought. Well, yeah, this is the, uh, the, was the two oh. episodes ago. It's hard to keep track. Old season, on to the new stuff. Clean the slate. But the trans bills, this is... Um, New as of today, or late today, they got voted down in Montana. So I guess uh, personal freedom is uh, no longer limited in that regard. And the, the federal government, Biden signed an executive order on that subject, or is looking to enact legislation on that, about uh, the uh, the trans folks. So that's a interesting flex Montana's trying to do, despite our... Well, I can see why they want to try to fight the federal government, as per usual, but interesting flex they try to do, but... Somehow couldn't get it through, even a Republican Senate and a House. They're as functional as the yeah, Democrats. 
I feel as if we're going to see a whole lot more of a, you know, not treading upon mentality within the state here now that we've got a new administration. Uh, uh, yeah, not treading upon, but interesting how uh, the definition of treading and uh, the limits of other people's rights is uh, how they want more government intervention involved in this one specific issue, sports and um, the uh, treatment for gender dysphoria for minors. I have to clarify for minors, important distinction there. They never told you you couldn't be trans or um, get uh, treatment or, or changes for that. They said you couldn't do it until you're 18. Uh, Just, uh, it's, I, I think it's ridiculous that we have to have laws for this stuff. But just let, just. I'm not sure how big of a problem it is in Montana. I think I made that point before. It's a, a legislation exactly. in search of. Is it to a point that like we can't just like make a few exceptions for the couple of cases that uh, you know we got kids questioning their best wording here? Yeah, I guess I understand why they would so be concerned for something as serious and uh, consequential as you know your sexual identity or your gender identity, excuse me, and sexual identity often up well obviously goes with that. Try not to trip over my words, Bryce. We are maybe not the people that should be speaking on this subject. But no, we're not at all. And like we're like way outside of our realm on this. And that's why I think that we should just um, you know, stay in our lane, shut up and dribble, so to speak, and uh, you know, just uh do what we can to be as accommodating as we can. Uh, accommodating as we can, but my opinion it's legislation in search of a problem that went nowhere. I don't want more governmental oversight in medical decisions for minors. Uh, certainly the concern was uh, that minors, uh, you know, you know, 12 or 14 year old doesn't understand what life is and they're making decisions to go through a, a sex change. I think that was the concern. And looking at what the uh, representative said about this, it had some awfully, he called it barbaic. He called it uh, mutilation. He just really hates trans women or uh, converted women, I guess. If you're a boy that goes to a woman, he uh, absolutely hates you, is from what I read from any interview I heard from this guy. So, Usually the mentality you see with people that pushes kind of legislation. but Well, it's absolutely targeting you know, boys who are transitioning. I, yeah, I imagine no, he is yeah. less concerned the other way, but using terms like that, it... I don't want government in this field. Even if I understand why there might be an inkling of concern, I, I think I might let the medical community decide what's best on that. And actual doctors who know how to doctor and stuff. Jury's out on that yeah. after COVID hit there. We're all, you know, it, it, isn't it amazing how everyone just stepped back and said, well, hold up there. Virologists. Do you think you're some sort of specialist on infectious diseases or something? You know? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I know quite a few viro virologists, more than I ever thought. Who knew? I Is work that with the some term, of them. Virologist? Um, epidemiologist, virologist. Epidemiologist. Uh, um, well, there's virologist is a thing, I believe. So it's amazing how many experts we uh, come out of the woodworks. Oh, yeah. No, everyone's an expert when it comes to, you know, other people's life choices and lifestyles. But not their own. Oh. It, it's amazing the, the types of... Uh, it's, it's amazing how brave people can get without leaving their basements. Uh, amazing. And there's certainly um, sort of pandering on both sides. I've known people that were staunch on the left and were ju just really driving home the masks and really talking about social distancing. But when it's uh, convenient for them, 
They aren't walking their own talk. And there's definitely people on the right that have done that as well. I know far too many that are quick to tell other people how to wear their masks or not wear their masks or tell us how effective masks are while they have the comfort of doing so from the, their basement and n- having not left the, their home, which is, uh, I think we should let the people that are out in the thick of it decide how to best protect themselves, honestly. Yeah. Must be nice, uh, you know, being being able to make that statement while, you know, being alive and shit. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, other people don't get that royalty. Oh, is it 400,000 now? It's a lot. I, I, I can't keep track of the death count. On a, well, let's move on to a pipeline, because uh, we're back on the pipeline, or back on the anti-pipeline. Yeah. It's uh, certainly going to be challenged through courts, but Biden has stopped the pipeline, which is right next to Montana. Part of it does go through Montana. So it's uh cut and the, does it go through reservation land in Montana? Or is it going through like uh Broadus? Uh, Broadus. I mean, who cares about Broadus? There can be an oil <laughs> spill in Broadus. And we... say everyone within the Montana section of this is probably just all for it. They, uh, they certainly, well, that area definitely uh, indeed. So, for a number of reasons, I've I've been speculating there's going to be an increase in gas prices, four or five bucks a gallon this summer, um, provided you know a vaccine actually works and we're allowed to leave our homes once again. That would be nice. But if that happens, I think we'll uh, make up for our lost uh, fossil burning days and get right back on it. Exxon, Conoco, British Petroleum, all of them. Uh, you know, buy your stocks now. And. From what I've found, the people at the bottom um, support gas and oil. Certainly, they people that actually work in gas and oil are saying that same thing. But people that are in more of a management role or people that I know that are, aren't just the roughnecks on, on the ground, the boots on the ground, uh, can see the silver lining in this. They're like, well, gas is going to be 5 bucks a gallon. Let it happen. Well, <laughs> reducing the pipeline doesn't reduce the demand. And Americans have a very short uh, attention span. Because it seems like every other car on the road is an F-350 in the Walmart parking lot on 40s. and we... well, That's just it, though. This isn't going to you know, make the world a more cleaner place at all. It's just going to make Mr. Buffett all the more... Well, I get... Oh, hey! We'll get to Mr. Buffett. This could benefit, this could benefit us, Jim. Well, I sure hope so. I'm doubling down on oil stocks, for sure. Uh, you know, we all know Mr. Buffett and Mr. Soros paid the bills around this place. Uh, we're waiting on the check. I'm told it's in the mail. And uh, come on, Soros. <laughs> I know you got. I know you're good for it. Just. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a, a point I was liking to make because people on the right are quick to associate Warren Buffett with this. And in the past, he has been a supporter of uh, the actual Democratic candidates. He supported Hillary. He supported uh, Barack. But in this last election, he took a step back. He still did his maximum contribution to the Democratic Party, which I think was only like 3600 bucks. But he refused even point blank to endorse or even suggest Biden at all. So that's an interesting departure for him. Um, maybe uh, you know Biden feels that he had some cash out <laughs> shown upon him, and uh, he uh, is looking to correct that by getting in Buffett's good graces again with Cutting a pipeline. Maybe they got into a disagreement at a party or something. I always wonder about that too. Yeah. It'd be interesting to be a fly on the wall for some of that stuff, I think. Well, our people are on it, and uh, Canada's upset about this. Uh, Alberta, or Alberta Stan, which is a different country than the rest of Canada, is uh, upset about it. 
And Trudeau was actually threatening to sue Biden and the federal government to um, make him reverse that decision. And there are some that are speculating that we could be in a trade war with Canada coming up. They're like right next to us. That is a uh, unfortunate well, event. So is Mexico, but look how we uh, talk about them. Also right next to us. Uh, not paying for that wall either, are they? Uh, yeah, the wall was shut down as well. One of the 30 executive orders that have uh, come out in this last week. Oh, they shut it down, huh? Yep. Uh, well, they're not tearing it down, but they're not building the wall. So the wall will still eventually get built. We'll get another president. We'll get a Republican president in 2028, and he's going to want to build the wall. They'll just start it up again. So, But um, how effective incomplete walls are, I mean, you just walk around it. Well, I was making a post on this about the pipeline and how they're trying to associate Buffett with this, which he had nothing to do with it. Um, we found some very right-leaning uh, site. Was that the Montana Post? That was the left-leaning one that uh, we missed the train on registering a legitimate newspaper old-time legacy name as a domain so we can post our opinion rags on it. We missed out on that, so unless you can think of one, we could be the uh, Missoula Tribune or something. What about the Great Falls Gazette? The Great Falls Gazelle, you know? Or is the Tribune still around? Uh, Maybe we can just have that domain. (laughs) I'm sure Newsweek will sell it before too long. (laughs) Yeah, sell it to the... Highest bidder on that. Uh, well, I'm going to look. I'm going to see when that domain expires and see if I can register it myself. Yeah, just set a reminder for that date. Somebody's got to go probably. I doubt it's set to auto. All right. We'll, I mean, we'll be on it. Or or who knows? Maybe, uh, you know, the credit card will get declined. That happens. But Jeb's, Jeb's wasn't. Oh, Jeb. <laughs> uh, they did the same thing. I don't know who's doing the grifting on this, but Antifa.com previously... Uh, went to the Democratic uh, National Committee page and now goes to the White House. That'll never not be funny to me. <laughs> Which uh, is an interesting distinction because, uh, as I understand or what I've seen from people that claim to be from Antifa, Antifa, of course, no organization. They're, like the libertarians, they're disorganized by nature. They're, there's not a hierarchy or somebody that's paying bills or registering domains, apparently. Uh, recently, I've seen in their protests, they're not thrilled about Biden. They, they, I saw one sign that says, we don't want Biden, we want revenge. So that's I don't know. the spirit. That's a, burn, well, uh, <laughs> given with their actions of burning everything down, I think they're, they're working on it, on that revenge. But um, yeah, I'm just amazed that we're still trying to make ties between BLM, Antifa, and the Democrats. Although I think the Democrats might be uh, leading that direction and supporting their causes. But them proper are not associated with the Democrats. <laughs> they uh, apparently don't really like him. That sort of goes back to um, Malcolm X's uh, uh, bullet or the ballot where he uh, basically complains about Democrats uh, saying one thing, saying they support black equality, but then getting stagnated and voting even for the opposite cause at times. This, things haven't changed since the 60s, apparently. Enough <laughs> on the Montana Daily Gazette. Uh, we'll move on to something about, uh, oh, I have a, Huh. Well, let's get to your content here, Bryce. I put a few things from the Montana Daily Gazette on here, and it's all uh, it's all junk. Um, they're they're going on about the pizza parties and Democrats are pedophiles and and all that. So, oh God, here, Lincoln Project guy. Oh, uh, he's a um. Well, their article and a lot of articles uh, coming from this sort of regurgitation tank are painting the same picture that. Top Bullock aides have been arrested or are being or pedophiles or the Lincoln Project guy, which is a, 
I believe did donate and probably had a sub pack on behalf of Bullock, but is you're not allowed to be associated with a pack or a super pack. That's against campaign finance laws. Um, there was some activity that definitely did support Bullock. So, but to call him a uh, donor or his top donor and to try to make an association, um, they're trying to pull wool over people's eyes that don't know any better because you you can't do that. No one probably who is running the pack um, would even even if he ran into at a dinner party, he would probably leave because um, that is a, a big no-no and somebody will find you out. So um, that has to happen behind closed doors, apparently. And also they specifically target, well, one specific trans woman um, who was speaking at the recent uh, legislation at the Capitol and tried to dox her and point out all of her pages so all of their you know, knuckle-dragon followers can find this person and harass them. Lucky her. Really not cool. Really not cool doxing people. Um, unless we're doxing, uh, I am not sure who is behind the Montana Daily Gazette at this point. But with a little sleuthing, I mean, we may be able to figure it out. Like the uh, the what's that really awful thing in Great Falls that wants to be a newspaper news? I can dox anyone. Uh, we totally <laughs> doxed them. <laughs> that that happened. You should uh, register. We don't dox anyone just because you know some beat off magazine wants to like you know be in the same town as us. Um, that yeah, that doesn't are doxing. Well, they're public know. figures. Uh, they have been mentioned by name. Well, when you're a public oh, figure, well, that, that that that's their fault for you know running for office and then being you know sucking at their jobs. Yeah, sucking at their job and then uh, being in office and also. Uh, writing opinion pieces that support your positions while claiming their letters to the editor or something. But topic for another episode. You know, like I said, we're going to take the high road here, Jim. You're getting me all spun up. Well, these people probably deserve to be spun up upon by how egregious they are and how inaccurate they are and how they've managed to capture the attention of people that don't know better and to use those people for their own political gain. Well, on on another subject, uh, we're back on to vaccines and the new reality that we're in. Apparently, uh, vaccines for educators have been pushed back. They were originally in the next group, as that 1B group, so right after the senior. So nurses, doctors, the seniors, and then what's supposed to be the essentials, such as the teachers, but now they are pushed back unless they ha- they're in 1C now. So unless they have a medical reason for needing the vaccine, they will uh, have to wait until we get more. And there is, by the way, a shortage of that, apparently. I would be a little bit nervous to be an educator right now with that news. So, Sucks that they have to get pushed back. Well, I I understand the argument to not, well, you can see, let's well, Republicans and not liking education, but, or to make it more difficult. And it just seems like a basic thing to support our teachers since the, although they may not be the necessarily most vulnerable population, although I think it's pretty diverse. I'll bet DeVos probably tried to get it canceled for people or for educators altogether. Oh, what is DeVos doing nowadays? Oh, she probably just went back to running Amway or some shit. <laughs> CEO of Amway? No, her family like owns Amway, I'm pretty certain. Amway? It's been a long yeah. time since I've heard of that. Yeah, founder is Richard DeVos. The same DeVos? Or DeVos, yep. however you say it. Betsy's like the kid, the grandchild or something. 
Wow, riding that Amway Amway fortune to the top. Oh yeah, dude. It's uh Well, I'm speaking of COVID related things, I mean, who could have thought that mask mandates at the uh city level would uh make it to their way to litigation? It's in a Kalispell. I sort of assumed some trouble would be coming from this region, who are uh taking the uh the closures off to uh the courts to try to say they were unjust and they're arbitrary. I think they could could make an argument that there was some uh, selective enforcement or it wasn't enforced uh, quite properly to say that there's no evidence that um, social distancing and masks do anything for you and you should be allowed to operate your bar at full capacity is a different argument that I think they're going to have a harder time making. Yeah, very interesting to see how they go about it because, I, you know, with our governor being all like, oh, there's no need for it. Well, he hasn't. Oh, in his defense, he hasn't said that yet. There is still a mask mandate in Montana, but some city county health departments are making their own mask mandates, even though there's still a statewide one. Um, I think his language, well, one, he talked about personal responsibility, but apparently that's just stoking the flames of his support base. But he. Exactly. I was going to say, if I recall, he made it pretty clear that he was going to uh, do what he could to get the the mask mandate taken away. As soon as possible. Well, but then he uh, laid out some guidelines. I don't recall the numbers off the top of my head, but there was numbers behind that. He said, once cases get down to this percentage, we will look at removing the mask mandate at that time. But that hasn't happened yet, so we still have a statewide mask mandate. Um, But what he has done is lifted the restriction on hours for uh, bars and restaurants. They can be open past 10 now. Ah, which is one of the things that I disagreed with the Bullock order because drunks are going to be drunk and the same amount of drunks will be drinking regardless. So um, if you're shoving those same amount of drunks into fewer hours, that uh, sort of makes your social distancing more difficult. Same thing with Walmart. I don't understand why Walmart was closing at 8 for a while. They say to clean, but I have a feeling they were just undoing their less uh, popular and profitable hours. Yeah, dude, it's gonna get interesting. I don't know. Are you gonna keep your mask on? Well, I'm uh, I'm wearing one right now. I'm in my garage and it is uh, it is insulated, but it's still like ten degrees in here. It's the only way to stay warm. My lips would freeze. I've enjoyed the masks, to be honest. It uh, adds an, a layer of. I like being that disconnected from everyone else. I guess <laughs> you're uh, anti-social, Bryce. That's it. Exactly. That's the word. Well, I. Uh, I wear a mask to get along wherever, wherever. Um, I have some, it's hard to make this, this question. I have some questions about the veracity of masks and what they're actually doing for us. I understand they have some benefit. I am not claiming they don't. Got to be careful there. Um, But I also think they're bringing in other health effects. Certainly if you sneeze or if you breathe heavy, it, people will be quick to say that the virus is smaller than the mask fabrics, but I disagree with, one, not having an actual mask mandate that specified you needed a medical mask that could block these things. And two, people are apparently idiots about masks and don't know how to wear them or use them properly if they use them at all. Conditioning human behavior, I think, is the worst way to solve the problem. Yeah, no, I just, um, I like having my face covered, I guess. And not having to look at other people's faces either. It's uh... supposed to smile with your eyes, Bryce. Exactly. So smile with your eyes, and uh, I, if you, if you're if it's a good smile, then I'll be able to stop. Well, uh, let's. Yeah, uh, this is... 
double back on one thing because we were missing an important point. Um, we skipped over how to properly insert opinion into news. We've talked about how um, poorly the really opinion, opinion-based news rags try to make opinion into news, but the Helena Air, which is a actual newspaper, I believe, or are they? It's it's hard to keep track of who's doing what nowadays and who's still printing and who's not. Most of them are not. But how to properly insert opinion into article, and this was a Pacific article about the how our current budget that was proposed, not yet approved, um, didn't wasn't doing justice to uh, areas such as the Indian reservations, which have been hard hit by the virus because of uh, well, a number of reasons which we covered on previous casts and we'll probably cover again. So we're looking to cut $1 billion from our budget in Montana during a pandemic. Man, and he's offering up raises. Uh, well, that's the uh, idea. Yeah, I mean, if we get this tax uh, cut in there, maybe uh, Walmart can uh, pay him $15 an hour, but they might have to soon. Of course, uh. $1 billion is a lot, and uh, the tax cut, uh, well, we're looking to cut human and health services. Great time for that. And they also inserted legislation for how they tabulate that. They want to consider the 2019 budget as the baseline for health and human services, not 2020, even though we're in, this is the budget for 2021-2022, even though there is a pandemic in our foreseeable future. So um, for to go back, we had a bit of a budget crisis in 2017 and 18. And Bullock had to come in and do some sweeping cuts and everything, including health and human services. So the 2019 budget is the the lowest. It there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of cuts to be done there, or that were done. So interesting that they're choosing that field specifically for their cuts. Well, we'll see how that plays out for them, I guess. Well, we'll see. Well, this is a uh, a new format for us. This is our season two, and I think we were. I don't know, looking to cast more often to have more relevant news on the thing, but also of less duration. Turns out people don't listen to an hour, hour and a half cast. Uh, or at least that's what my data shows. Uh, or maybe we just really start to dolly gag after 30 or 45 minutes because I think 30 minutes was that sweet mark. Oh, man. We had a lot of resolutions. Um, had to cast more. Can't, uh, lose weight to cast more. Earlier. Oh, yeah, too. We are doing this in the middle of the night. You're luckily, likely seeing this on Wednesday or after, but well, it's not even 11 yet, Bryce. Yeah, finally. But, like, geez, man, I, it feels like it's 3 in the morning right now. Well, we are uh, we're getting old, so let's get this one in the books and then uh, listen to Season 2, Episode 1 of Montana Voices Podcast, the only Montana Voices podcast. Got it. Uh, website, of course, montanavoicespodcast.com. You can hit us up on our email with any questions, concerns, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, montanavoices at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is going to be at Montana underscore voices. Facebook is at Montana Voices Podcast. You can find all of our episodes on YouTube by searching Montana Voices Podcast. <laughs>